0: Welcome, everyone, to podcast number three. Um, I just got Rob to, <laughs> to talk through a whole story in a session without um, pushing record. So uh, here we are in podcast number three. And um, I'm really looking forward to what Rob has to share with us now, now that I know a bit of it already. <laughs> uh, we're here on his couches
1: in his office. And over to you, Rob. Thanks so much, Stu, and welcome to everyone. What I want to look at this morning is the second facet of imperfect parenting. I spoke previously about um, parents who ask too much of themselves, um, enter into parenting, wanting to make things excellent and good and be the best moms and the best dads and have happy children, only to find that um, things don't go that well. There's lots and lots of problems and there's all kinds of self-doubt and anxiety that creeps in with this pressure to be a perfect parent and that's the one take if you like on imperfect parenting the second take though is that just the truth that we aren't perfect and that as relational creatures there's always just so much to learn that when it comes to the skill of love you know you never finish the syllabus from the get-go to our dying day we must for ourselves and for the people that we care about we must take up the syllabus of growing in our capacity to give and receive love and um, it's a tall order but the state and the stakes are high and I think it's worth it and maybe just to frame this uh, this particular podcast I'll tell a quick story about a couple I saw not very long ago um, they came to see me because they're daughter was hitting all sorts of mental health difficulties really really struggling and as many parents do uh, this mum and dad were asking themselves where have we gotten wrong what have we done that we could have done differently to help our child be more robust more resilient than she is now Um, as I said to you you might have uh, seen in the previous podcast I love to reassure parents tell them that they're doing well it's not about being perfect It's not about uh, putting all kinds of unfair expectations on ourselves. But I also need to watch that sometimes there definitely are things that we can do better and we must be prepared to look at these things. And so this particular uh, appointment with this mum and dad ended up being a very important time where they looked at, if you like, long-standing historical habits that um, in actual fact had been bad and counterproductive for their child what I've noticed about this aspect looking at ourselves when things are wrong is that funny enough um, most of us are really bad at this that when things aren't good then funny enough we typically are the last people to know it (laughs) so it's much easier in a way to work with people who question themselves a lot what isn't that easy is to work with people who who'd forget to ask themselves that question. You forget to look in the mirror and say, what am I doing wrong? And so really this is a loving shout out to confident folk out there, confident parents, where, um, you know, please please do step back. Please do know that you're not perfect. Know that there's stuff that you could be doing better. Um, and make sure that you have a very careful look at that.
0: So Robert I I, I get the I'd get the sense that there are those parents that are very confident in, in what they do and how they do things and you saying uh, we all need to find spaces where we can step back and, and reflect but then there's also those parents that are super critical about themselves and maybe overly so and so there's and some might, might even be in the middle of that um, and it's it's kind of identifying maybe who you are and actually becoming more aware of who you are first or um or what would you say to that
1: yes i think that's true i mean i think if you wanted to be really simplistic about it but sometimes simple is helpful you could say that some of us um are overly strong and some of us are overly loving when it comes to parenting some of us are take charge It's this is the way we're going. It needs to be done like this. We're super confident, good leaders. And others of us maybe are overly loving, overly on the kind of what do you need from me type of um, perspective. So maybe, if you like, too soft, too hard, too soft. And it's about working out where are we on that spectrum. And as you say, trying to find the middle ground where we need a bit of strength and love. So uh, yes, so and and all of those different
0: on that spectrum, we all sto- all of us should be making space to actually think about what is it that I can grow in, what is it that I can um, take the next step in, uh, and reflect on what I am doing and what I, what I'm not doing.
1: So, when it comes to, um, if you like, the two aspects of imperfect parenting. On the one hand, those of us who tend to be quick to doubt, quick to to worry, quick to self-scrutinize. On the one hand, needing to be reassured that it's not about being perfect. And then on the other, um, those of us who perhaps are a little closed to growth, closed to self-reflection, closed to... Uh, new ways of doing things according to the children that we're given. Um, what do we do? How do we know when we need to stop, um, look again, and consider doing things differently? And Stu, I was chatting to you a moment ago about, if you like, the second facet of imperfect parenting, the call to growth. And to go back to that story of the couple who I saw where their daughter is already struggling with with uh, difficult mental health issues. And I think that's an illustration for us to say that very often it's, often it's pain, significant problems that make us as parents stop and ask. It's a difficult place to go to, but it is also potentially a tra- transforming place for us to go to. It could be pain... In various aspects of life, it could be around our own health, it could be around our own careers, professional pain, and of course, perhaps worst of all, it can be pain within the family. But pain is a time for us to stop, to look again, to ask some of those deeper questions. And then maybe just one last take on pain for today. It's worth saying that for many people who are adamant and uh, strong-minded when it comes to parenting and the way things should be. It's worth bearing in mind that for many of parents who feel strong-minded and and convinced, if you like, of certain ways, that it's also historical pain that formed those early beliefs. That for many men and women who've gone through difficult childhoods, parents will make, um, unwittingly, without realizing it, an internal vow to themselves that they will never again, if you like, expose themselves to this or that risk.
0: Rob, do you want to give us maybe just one example or one or two examples of that? I mean, I can think of one or two in my my own existence,
1: but do you want to give us one or two examples? So again, what we're looking at here will be the ways that we get hurt as young people and how profound that impact can be on the way that we end up parenting and unfortunately make us too convinced of a particular way to go. So let me then pick on one example that I can think of, and I'm going back several years now, of a father who had been blessed, in inverted commas, with a highly sensitive son, a son who would get emotional um, about anything that was new or challenging. And for this dad, it was absolutely abhorrent. It was something that really turned him off in the profoundest of ways. It was territory that he could not charter or navigate with his son. It was like, whenever you go into this space, you've completely lost me as a dad. I've no interest in your emotional outbursts and difficulties. It was no-go zone for the dad. In talking with him about this issue and in trying to help him to Stay more open when his son was struggling. It emerged that this father himself had gone through a particularly bitter time of being bullied in his primary school years. And one of the ways that he had coped was by sealing off his emotional self, going hard and tough and vowing without realizing it that he was never again going to be that emotional little boy that um, was stuck away in some corner of the playground. And it was that resolution, if you like, which was from a place of pain and hurt that was now having a generational impact on his own son.
0: Sure. So I suppose I th- it, it reminds me of a mentor in my life, an elderly man that was a friend and a mentor to me for many, many years. And he used to have the saying that, difficulty or as you refer to it as pain difficult circumstances difficult situations can be a gift in many ways and he used to often encourage me to see it as a gift of an opportunity to learn an opportunity to open oneself up to uh, to see these kinds of things in our lives because we all have them i think we all do if we're honest about it we all have them i know i do and to be able to then start that next little step of how do we how do we grow and and children can be that gift um the those difficult times that we face with them can be a gift to us that can lead us to become better parents i suppose is what you're saying rob to
1: become better parents more whole again more integrated again it is what i'm saying so the invitation is very real an exceptionally meaningful but by golly, it's difficult to accept and therein lies the challenge uh, when it comes to daring to look under the cover at our imperfections um, those nasty gunky places that we hate to go
0: so maybe this week one of the things that we could do is is to allow maybe one of those little situations to arise and to not see it just as a difficult situation, but also as a gift to us to reflect and to think. Thanks, Rob. It was good listening to you. I hope everyone enjoyed it too.